is noticeable against it is anybody who emails CMT and asks for a information of restaurants or moist or wherever it is in Israel, they will get immediately a spreadsheet of different cities in the country with information about them. And if you want that, CMT kosher at gmail.com to make sure as it's worked on, it's updated weekly, sometimes daily, depending on the situation. So keep that in mind. So that was, and that takes a lot of work. The next thing is a, uh, been being pushed a little bit now is the hotline. There's a hotline, but remember, once you have a serious, cashless emergency, I don't know how you define that. <laughs> if you do have a serious cashless emergency, you should call any time of day. If not, treat, please try to keep it to normal bands down hours, you know, lunch, supper, whatever times that people are going out to eat, unless you're really stuck for a you know, sandwich in the airport in the morning and you need to call Moishi find out about this answer about this croissant right now. Um, so that's, that's, that's another thing that we've been working on. And the most the most serious advancement is what we're here tonight about. We have Baruch Shem with us tonight, a representative, the head of the organization, and I'm saying of ACO, which is the association, kosher organization. That is a somewhat of an umbrella organization, which is connecting all, or trying to at least, all the capital agencies in America, trying to work together, figure things out, get more information to everybody quickly, rely on each other. And they're doing major advantages. The Rub actually went this past year for a uh, conference with them. As of now, we are the only conference agency in Israel affiliated with AKO. But anyways, in regard to that, we are that. We appreciate the Fishman's involvement. We know that we rely on him very much. He helps us tremendously in advancing our abilities here in Israel. As Americans, as a Kilo, or as people who would like to, we understand that coming from out of here to that idea to figure out what's going on here, how it's going, how we get more involved, how we can do it more. So that was the most serious advance that we have, and that's why we're here tonight with Rabbi Fishman, Fishman. If you don't know him, he is part or very high up in CRC, which lately has been taking a major role. If you look at different agencies and different articles that they've been reading, they've been updating, and it's been going through a major revamp. And I think a lot of that has to do with our fishman's involvement. I know I'm taking credit here. Um, but that being said, it also has to be emphasized that our fishman is an American, although he did live here in Maldafka for a while. Now, so he did, and he does know Israel, he does come often, and he's very involved with the world on sometimes on a daily basis. So, but he does not know, and which comes down to it, in contrast, the hands-on so much in Israel. So if you do have questions, or if you want to speak out to forward it, just realize that you're not, not knowing, but it's just a plush of a mice, so he's not on the ground here in Israel. So the questions in regard to Israel, a lot of that should be directed towards Rabbi Fishman. The other panelists, if you live outside of your shrine, then you don't know it, maybe. But if you live in your shrine, you don't think we're all familiar with Rabbi Shmuel Winner. Um, we could go on about him, but it would be not necessary because everybody who's here is here out of probably respect for the road and everything that he does for the Kahila, his dedication, whatever time it is during the day. Um, very often he gets phone calls numerous times. I've been with him at certain times of the day, a phone call after phone call after phone call. Again and again, where can I eat for supper? Very, very important. I need to know where I can eat for supper. Yeah, so it's a, and he deals with it with an unbelievable amount of patience, and he answers the answer as clearly as he can, and as 
efficiently as you can. That being said, my name is Ozzy Dutch. I will be your moderator for tonight. Um, in regard to what will be discussed, we are very much hoping for last year we raised an amazing amount of awareness about the cashless agencies. We are trying very much now to work tonight's program panel solution-based. Work out with Yes or no questions? What's the nice thing? Where am I going? How to go about it? We're abundant, we're prepped with that mind to know that, to try to emphasize what's the nice stuff, not just the awareness, but where we're going with it. Now we'll start. The first question was sent in. Uh, it will be posted to the mayor. Somebody is uh, traveling, and it's certainly going around, and in many different cities, they have all the same type of milk restaurants. The same pasta, same, same menu. And many times, you go to the menu, and the cheeses might be a problem. And you're not aware of that cheeses might be a problem, or perhaps it might not be up to your standards. So you come up with a development pizza that you want to order fish. Scales, kosher, whether it be salmon, whether it be seeds, bass, whether it be whatever, halibut, whatever you fancy at that time. You would like to order a piece of fish. So figure out what could be in a piece of fish already. Or how bad could they mess it up? Um, so the question is, is since fish is somewhat of a basic item, it doesn't mean major, is it possible to go into any restaurant in order to serve specifically? Um, we are talking about a story with some sort of a Lavanu Kasha. He's not going to a non without Asher restaurant. He's going to with Asher. He wants to know if it's possible if he could order the fish. And if he could order the fish, could he make a special request that it just be salt and pepper? Could it be no, no sauces, no vegetables on the side, just the piece of fish as it is in a stroll. Restaurant, which has to be taken into chet. But what is 
allowed is that one who is stuck, and someone is coming up with shots that are stuck in the Philippines, and his suitcase with all his chicken and food was left back in, in uh, Israel, so he had to go into the store to buy fish, and that's what he had for Shabbos. So yeah, if you go into the store and you do see the skin on the fish, and it's, it's, you see the Simani Kashas over there, then yeah, you can buy the fish and then find the kosher way to grill it, and they'll have tuna or whatever fish you want for Shabbos. Okay. Well, thank you for inviting me, so call it to the ear. I just want to add two things. I want to add to what the Lord said that seeing scale is not enough. What you need to do, because, and also looking at lists for names of fish, there's plenty of lists that say what fish is in our culture, that's not enough. Because that changes Latin and you could have the same fish with the same name, the one's kosher, one's not. What you must do is take your hand and go like this. And if the scales are the types that come off, that's kosher. They're too hard, but they're scales, but they're too hard to come off this tray. In other words, there are fish that are actually, it looks like it has scales, but they're actually not kosher. They have to do the, the swipe test. And we get called all the time in the office, is this fish kosher or not? There's only one answer. Take your hand, go like this. If you see scales, it'll come off and do that. I'll, just, I'll share with you a practical story. I was once stuck on an island, not even as inhabited like the Philippines. It was nothing, absolutely nothing to eat. So what I did is, and here's an exit, this ever happens, you know, vacation maybe. I went into the kitchen, went over to the chef, I said, too complicated, I keep kosher, let's just do me a favor. Uh, you have a good piece of fish. So I went through all this fish, I found one that I did the test, with some weird name, and um, uh, I said, cut up some potatoes, some olive oil, extra virgin, extra virgin olive oil does not need to have sugar from the rest of the world. Maybe they're so different, I'll change some ices, but from a processing standpoint, it doesn't need. And salt and pepper, cut up some potatoes, put it in a 9 by 13, double wrapped it. I put it in the oven to make it officially strong, and it was a wonderful meal. I can tell you they charged me for that. <laughs> uh, you know, every piece of it. But um, what it is, we took care of the, the Simone, we took care of the ingredients, and we took care of the issue itself. So, practically. If you're in America, anywhere in America, and if you're anywhere in America, and you want to go into a supermarket, a guy's supermarket in the middle of America, and they have a fish counter, I do the same test over there, try to I have to worry about the knives, about what things are going on behind that counter. So, um, in the, I can speak about it. If you don't hear me, let me know. Uh, in the, yeah, well, this happens all the time. So, the question, so I the, but the question being phrased is in the middle of America while traveling and you want to have a piece of salmon for dinner, could you go to the Whole Foods, ShopRite, whatever the local big supermarket is, go over to the fish counter and see a piece of fish, obviously, do the swipe test. Could you trust that piece of fish based on the knives and what's going on behind that fish counter? So, uh, firstly, when it comes to fish, so like you mentioned, mentioned before, salmon is the only fish that does not need to do the swipe test. But naturally, it's impossible for it to be that color without it being a kosher mint. 
for whatever reason, that's not important at the moment. The salmon is always going to be present. So that's the first thing you should know, because what I'm saying is many times, we're not going to have with the skin on. We already have it like that. It's already filleted. Uh, herring is the next closest, but it's a certain red and a, and a silver shine. So let's stick with salmon. Or you can get the one that we have So if it's already pre-cut, if you want to be mahler, you should um, ask them to, um, the first thing you need to do, ask them to put a fresh piece of paper, they always cut on paper, put it on the counter. Then you say, I keep kosher, do you mind if I just make sure your knife is kosher? The gladly shows you the feel for shaminus, and if it's clean, it's 100%. If you Shaminus is uh, oily. Depending on your community, in Flatbush, where I'm sure, 
the, the Shilas, if you allow to give a Hesher, if they have Wi-Fi. Another area is the worry about, you know, Sneas to the worst degree. So it depends on where you are. Um, and if the neighbor comes over, like we had this year, one of our supermarkets on Colomay Pesach decided he's going to make a 50% sale on everything. And all the stuff, all the, you know, the lady fingers, the baby fingers, whatever they're called, and the, no one else touching is still next Pesach metal. So are we allowed, are we supposed to go over to them and say, look, everyone's going to stock up, it's a Shiloh, oh, no one's using it for Pesach now. Is that our responsibility? Many, many, many shops can put out broccoli that you know that no one knows how to check well for anything with me either. If you'll allow me, I'll just play the other four. If we have time to integrate it into tonight, great. If not, we'll know what I want them to say. Uh, the next one was Shiloh Geneva's Das. I don't know about here, but one of the latest things in America is when you go, about, when you go to a restaurant and you swipe, so on the bottom it says tip. Well, lately, they've been already adding the tip in the regular bill, but the credit card machine automatically writes them about a tip. So it comes out, they're asking you for a double tip. And um, part of my machotman, the one of my Ed and Ari, his father's one of the smartest to be, is the child of the neighbor. Child of the neighbor. And so, is that our responsibility to not allow a restaurant? Here, the Hesher responsibility. Who, who else bought a Hesher? The very fascinating stuff from Sean Miller, again, if we have time to get to it. The third one that I researched was Dina de Malfusa. Childs of Dina de Malfusa. I'm afraid to say this here. I'll pretend that the video's off. But one of the main childs of Dina de Malfusa is giving the Hesher to home, to home that chair. For two reasons. One is they're not paying taxes, but more importantly to Shiloh, that the deal of the Mahus is you cannot sell to the public food that doesn't have the health, the health department showing them. And in other words, if, if you hold the Mahus in Zaraisa, are we allowed to give a hexer on the palm screen over this is Zaraisa? Also, fascinating stock. I asked, uh, well, hopefully we won't have, we won't have time. <laughs> uh, the fourth one is just the food and the welfare, Pesach hotels, and the Mahesh Farkish can certainly talk about that. How from the Mashiach is the Echipol on a fast day, all of these different about the environment. And finally, Ashkafa, Ashkafa issues. So, in one community recently, the Shiloh was never the guy. He put up an Israeli flag in Yom HaKadud, and Ashkafa said, if you don't take it down, we're pulling our stuff. In another city in the Midwest, they put out a wave flag in, in one of the restaurants. Actually, it was one of our restaurants. You guys put it up without asking. So do we get involved with us or just, or just the food? And many, many other shots. So now let's get back to your shot. So the first child is the Eva, right? The guy gave you all this, and on there is bacon, and this and that, and, and it's the Shiloh, and I'm gonna let them rub pasta. Let's tell you the sugya that went through it, to give some interest in the kind So it's really telling Gemara, Ashreiva Dinara, Chadiva Dinara, which means if the guy himself can get it, Chadiva Dinara, you're just helping and make it easier, and they get it. It's not Shreiva Dinara, he has to go, right? 
That is, according to at least Tyson, it's a smoker. Mom does want to get according to his smoker. Let me just tell you a fascinating key behavior, which really is, is the basis for all this, which you might rub again with positive. Baker says like this, the whole point of which Neiber is to minimize Isser in the world. To minimize Isser. So we may look, you look at every single time of Messiah, so, so the case was talking about a man said, a man said, pass me a razor, I want to shave the like it is. So you allowed us to pass it, and if it's a woman, the child was immersive in the hospital, that if, uh, if, if it's a woman nurse, it's better for her to shave the Jewish man, which is only a Messiah, because she doesn't have an Issa Derisa, than for the man, male nurse, to hand him the razor, so that he should, that's an Issa Derisa. So, but basic appearance is you always look at lowering this. So, male like this. If this guy's going to eat his, his bacon anyway, but he gave you 20 things on the list. And, and 17 of those, you can buy either mamish kosher or mamish tray. You can get cheese kosher, you can get cheese tray, right? So by you going, you are now taking 17 things that he would have eaten tray, and by you doing the shopping for him, you bought the kosher version. Also, you're getting the bacon. But if you can't you're going to the race, you may look at things, and you look at the total package, did you lower in this or or did you hire this at Sakenzai? It would be more. Thankfully, I'm not the wrong here. I'll give him the hard part. <laughs> okay. Again, I got the question very quick. I was out thinking it's better for a woman off, but just remembering the sea of the end of the Zara and in other areas, it would seem that if one could avoid it, that of course would be the best. But if not, no, it's, it's not. It's not a question of Neiva. It might be a question of Sayya, and and in the case where he's anyways going to get the Isser, so therefore, which if we don't get it, he's gonna go get it. So then, um, it would be Musa to get him the whole list.
unfortunately, I think you cannot uh, just assume because you see someone there eating there that it's on the standard that you're looking for. Here in Erzso especially, there are many standards, and I don't think now is the time to just explain what I mean, but there are many different standards within the Hashem. That's what makes it so complicated for an American who's just trying to get the yes or no. But within each Hashem, there's like four levels. So level one, yeah, level two, not. So again, it's, it's difficult to just assume that this is the standard that you're looking for because you see someone else um, eating over there. Now, what could be the issues in a pizza shop? It's really a general question. The same thing can be true in many other shops. In a pizza shop, the, the question is HaFrash is If the HaFrash is is not being done correctly, the mashkiach is there in the morning, making sure that this HaFrash is but what about during the rest of the day when they're taking off two, three times? So perhaps they're taking off in the morning with dust, but all the dough that they're making later on in the day, which is, might work, but again, it's not on the Lachatzilo standard that you're looking for. The ingredients, a pizza has also ingredients. Cheese could be very complicated. What they're making, the, what the, the enzymes that are used to make cheese is there. Cheeses could be questionable. Down to here in Erzso, where we have Baruchshan, the mitzvahs, the trumas, and maestres. So there are other ingredients also which could be questionable, which if there's no one on top of the ingredients coming in, checking them over, it's very easy and very, very probable that's somewhere along the way. There are ingredients coming in, again, not on this same standard that you would like it to come on to. So, so depending where you are and how far you are from a destination of a place where you can get to with a better standard rapture is whether you want to give in to whatever this hasher is. It's a very vague question. We don't know what hasher we're talking about here. But uh, again, in certain places, this is the best you're going to get. So that's, the answer will be okay. And sometimes, uh, if you shoot for higher, which means less questions going into the, pra- pro- the production, so that would be better to, to wait. But there are, the, those are the basic questions that you would have to find out how, how the mashkiach, how many hours a day is he here? If there are goyim working in the kitchen, what, what, who's watching over the goyim? That they're not uh, doing what they're not supposed to be doing? And the pizza shop, the Hashkal system? And uh, if you inquire about that, then you can make the decision whether this is what you want to say. <coughs> Just uh, reminding me, I need to say in the beginning, with the Truman's and Maestros, the uh, end of tonight's program will be a live demonstration of table of Truman's and Maestros. We have the foods, we have the Machshir, and just where all those people who think it's very complicated and they want to stay away from it, we are going to hopefully break it down into a very simple process. And if you're ever driving on the side of the road and you see a delicious watermelon or some of that and you would like to eat it, you can go ahead and take all Truman's and Maestros yourself. And uh, where Mr. Shem, the Zinti Kosher, is putting out a very easy guide, some sort of magnet or something for you to carry with you or have with you so you avoid those problems and you don't have to call up or not eat that thing that somebody bought for you from the shop because you have no idea where it came from. Um, 
question is based off of something that uh, Fishman mentioned earlier with the problems of Dina Lohusadina. But it's more of a very travel question that many times you'll travel across America, specifically America, across Europe, and then it will depend, and I'm specifically not talking about Chabad houses. Again, nothing against them. We're, we're talking about regular from people who come from regular from houses, and these are rub and out of town community. Before the rub, you go to a local out of town, out of town place, and they have one or two restaurants. Now, who is in charge of the restaurants? Sometimes, or a lot of times, it's the Rebbitzin, the wife of the small kilo. And who's the rabbi Machshir? Her husband. So it's a little small town business, and a lot of times you're not sure of what the standard could be there. So we're asking our fishermen if maybe you could help us and understand what, also again, saying one is what should be the, what could be the problems, and of course, what are the solutions of making sure that you could enjoy yourself in that small town restaurant Okay. Let me just tell you, let me start off with this. One of the hardest things to do in the world of kashas is to find mashkeet. Um, especially if you keep the law and you pay on the books. So that cuts out one of the sides of America. Um, so, when you try to keep to the law and uh, pay, so Muskegon, honestly, could, could make more money by collecting uh, unemployment than whatever they're going to get. That's it's very, very difficult. And um, because of that, I actually want to share something with you. It's a little embarrassing to say about our industry, but it's the truth. At one of the ACMO conferences, we sent out a questionnaire to small city vodas of what of the following things would disqualify a mashkia from working in one of your food establishments. Oof. 23 out of 24 said that um, if he doesn't, if he's a man, he doesn't put on filling, he can't work with us. Okay, that's a good thing. 22 out of 24 said if it's a woman and she dresses with significant lack of sneers, no good. I'm embarrassed to say the next one. Something called half shabbos. If you haven't heard of it, good for you. Text on shabbos. Twenty-two out of twenty-four answered that that will disqualify. I don't know where those other two ones. When I find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> it went down from there. Fifteen out of twenty-four said if, it, if the man doesn't wear tzitzis, it's not absurd. Fourteen out of 24 said if he uses recreational marijuana, it's not a sure. That's the hot topic. We have time for that. We'll make time for that. Eight out of 24 said doesn't die with dominion. Container cream. A lot of more. But what does that tell you? We're really scraping through. Scraping on sometimes at the bottom of it all. I'll tell you a personal story. I had. 
It was a Mashkiach I was using, not in Chicago, connected to another community. He was an excellent Mashkiach. The only problem was, for whatever reason, he did not keep Taras on It wasn't from his side, it was from the wife's side. It's not important in detail. For whatever reason, she couldn't. I didn't know what to do. So I called her Belsky. There's no one like Belsky. You see us, there's just no one. There was no one like him. So he told me, Clark, that the only thing you need to be, Roy, to be a Mashkiach Kashras, is two things. Shmir Shabbos, which defines Mammonas, Every other Avera wasn't necessarily possible. And you can't get away with that, and you shouldn't get away with that in Shalom, or in Brooklyn, or even in Chicago. This was a, a very small community. That's the Haktoma, that's the question. My Haktoma, therefore, is that when sometimes it's a Robin or Revitin, which is your question, that's the best thing. But they didn't rely sometimes on Mashkifim that, you know, doesn't address marijuana together with male sickness and abolish textbook. So having said that, I'll tell you what I do, because I do a lot of traveling myself. I ask questions. I can't give you a whole list of questions, because it's one of these things that you have to get a good feel. First question, when you walk into restaurants, there are three things that are what you need to look at in college. Ingredients, Mishli Yisrael, and Taloy. Those are the three most important things. Everything else is side conversation. So I always ask, how do you do that? Okay, ingredients, what type of meat do you use? What type of ingredients? Are you talking on this extra or on that extra? Mishli Yisrael, which I'll explain in a minute, and, and, and Taloy, insects. I'm asking this to whether it's the Rav Amakshir, or his wife, or in some cases the Mashkia. It's a community I have to make on the spot a, a decision. So, the Vishal Yisrael, you want to understand what they're doing. It's extremely important. You have to know the difference between, you know, we all know the Machabra, that's easy. Most people are lying the Ramah. There's a sugi of Eish Me'esh. So what does it mean you have a pile of light? the pilot light just feed the other pilot lights, HVH? Like, what's going on? And then I always ask the following question. Do you have a convection oven? Okay? Most restaurants have a convection oven. Convection oven is the type of thing that is made so it doesn't burn off the chef's eyebrows because it's very hot and there's a fan inside. As soon as you open it, it shuts off. I can't tell you how many places I've gone into with a mashkiach, turn on the convection oven in the morning, walked away, and the rest of the day was Bishalach. I went to a community recently, very proud community, long-standing history. It was Bishalach, the entire place was Bishalach. They had no idea that when the chef opened it up, and now it shut down completely, and he's busy, and then he puts in the next tray of chicken 10 minutes later, and he closes, he was the Bashanayah. So if they don't even know what I'm talking about, let alone how they get around this, that's usually a sign to have uh, you know, sardines. <laughs> and finally, insects. Right? Or yeah, go to the shop right and 
By the way, for anyone that's traveling, good tip. What you want to invest in is a grate. This is a, a practical tip. I'm going to go Buy yourself a grate. Toilet. And now this is your grate that you can stick in your carrier. Because you'll go to, I'm actually going to Alaska with these. There's no coke welders, there's no other. I'm going to be in communities where there's nothing. You, buy, you take this grate with you, you go to a local store, and you get yourself a 9 by 13 or a, um, better yet, a turkey based, you know, a Shinaka heavy uh, aluminum turkey thing. Or you can do a 2 by 9 15. Buy yourself charcoal, put it in, it lights itself with, you know, those things. And all you, all you need to do is take out your grate, put it on, and you can roast yourself vegetables or potatoes, all raw, obviously, or fish. Whatever you want, you have a geschmack meal, and all you brought from home was your grade. So, tip on travel. All right, Finally, you want to ask how do you do with insects? If the answer is we use the schmata method, the thrift cloth, that's a good thing. Baruch Hashem, you should know in Eretz there was a time that the CRC was looking, we were invited, and we looked carefully. At, at giving something like ZNP is doing now, where we would give a, a stempel on certain popular tourism. Am I going to be recording, right? Skip. Yeah, so I'll, talk, I'll just talk about the positive. So the nice thing was about our sister, we couldn't do it. That's the stuff I can't say publicly. Uh, next time you invite me to Bob and Chavez. But what I could tell you one of the nice things about our sister is that there's very little to make a toy mission because it's all you know, grown with the, all the 13,000 air chairs and uh, you have to wash them off or whatever it is. But you don't have the issues like we have in the rest of the world of cleaning. But the, 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 the method that has been shown to work over and over is the thrift method, the Schmatha method. And what I will tell you, I find a lot out of time is they're still using what they used in the 50s, which absolutely does not work. Vinegar soaked, vinegar soaked, rather, salt soaking. There's some myth that, you know, the salt just like makes the bug explode or loses the eyeball, that kind of thing. It doesn't work. So that would be the first um, so I hope that is. <laughs> People are asking, what, what is the Schmata method? The Schmata method is, um, it's basically uh, a cheesecloth, okay? Uh, and if you don't have any, you can use your undershirt, honestly. And what you do is, instead of, if you put the, the stuff in a bowl or something, but instead of looking through the soapy water for bugs, which, which is very hard to do, you take out the vegetable or the fruit, and you pour the entire bowl through the schmata or your undershirt and, and whatever case you're using. And now everything is in one area. Okay? And, and now you take a toothpick, you can move around, and you see everything in one spot. If you have a light box, which we all put it on a light box afterward, uh, the, the accuracy and the, the you know the accuracy of finding Tolayim is much higher 
It's all constraint, and when you find it, just keep on doing it. So that's basically drip, drip off, schmop in that bit. Where, where you're, you're, not, you're not looking at the water, you're not even looking at the fruit anymore. You're looking at the, the soapy water put into the concentrated area, and you're going through it. So according to Rebelsky, when we tested this in our office, the question was, what happens if the intern on the convection arm with the guy puts in a new tray, but he puts it in right away? So it's a good question, it's a good point. So we've, we've studied, Rebelsky actually, um, to figure out at what point does it go below what we call visual, we'll lose kind of visual, it's about three, four minutes. Four minutes, if you want to say. So you do have, well, you still have Kayef Nisrael, so Kayef Nisrael is still left. We're going to add about things that might recognize problematic situations in restaurants. Patricia mentioned the three questions that we should ask. Do you think we should add and check me out for a small town usher? Restaurants there, so we should be using. Then, if someone asked what thing to use, ask that question. When when asking the question here in itself, what should they use? Ask that question three times because each time they'll tell you another one. And also, many times before you even ask, they'll tell they'll tell you we use we use Reuben, we use Edechreis. What they mean is the meat is Reuben. Or the meat is in the fridges. But you have to ask them, and what about the other ingredients? And then, based on the answer that you get, that you can make a decision. But uh, ask it at least two, three times. So, uh, okay, the question I was asked was what about a hotel? Breakfast in a hotel. <coughs> the truth is that in a at a breakfast in a hotel, again, same same situation. There's a lot of food there from all different sharing and uh, different um, booths, what they call different uh, stations, making different uh, different things. So you have the same shots that come up. If you have a mashgiach there that you can speak to and help tell you about each product, what each, uh, give you direction. So then, uh, again, if you, if you see it matches up to what he's telling, he tells you only use ABC, and as you see, he'll show you around, and that's all they have. Then okay, but also he starts saying D and E, then you gotta get back to him and say, one second, we only use ABC, and he'll start telling you, well, today we have to use that, and today we have to use that. So then, again, I don't know if you want to continue there. The GNT coach is trying to work out with different hotels a clear list and be updated with the list. Working with Mashkek, it's just approval, it's not an action. It's approval just to be updated for those that need to be in the hotels and want to eat their free breakfast over there of what products, as of now, is under good action. What's the difference between an approval and a half shot? A half shot means we're taking our clients to make sure that the 
products that come in are the products that we accept and, and we will also pay that price for the other issues that come up in the kitchen. Checking for bugs, precious chala, etc. As opposed to approval means that to the best of our ability we're in contact with Mashkiach and we create we create a relationship with Mashkiach that if something changes he will let us know. And you have to keep updated with that that today the pastries are fine. But that doesn't mean that the GM of the hotel is not gonna decide in a week from now that he wants to get a cheaper brand. It's a different action. So therefore you can't just rely on the fact that it was okay today, that's okay in a week from now. CRC has a list of different pages on the website, as, opposed, as well as the European lists about different foods and products they eat where there is not a hasher as big as America. We rely A on what's the store of the CRC's list and B the all the lists in Europe that all the not share in there as Well thank you for avoiding um let's figure out how to give a shameless plug about the CRC list, so thank you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We have a great list. Um, we, we have uh, it's on. We have an app, the CRC app. Great story, guys. By Eric Shabbos. I'm in Machni Yerusha, buying from Bumpton for Shabbos. Two guys are next to me, an American and a Jew, and um, they do not, you know, totally not from our. Not at all. Um, and one guy says, look at all of these kosher liquors here. This is great. And in America, we have to follow the CRC list. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this man give me this machine? <laughs> and he says, it must be that the CRC is baloney because it's all kosher here. Boy, do I have a lot to say. <laughs> but I do. Okay. Oh, right. So we have an app, and, and meanwhile, the, the, the clerk's trying to sell me all this stuff, and I'm just scrolling through my app. No, no, no. He finally found me you know, one that we that we like. So we do an absolute ton of uh, research on on lists. So if you can get on our website, we have an app. We also you can call our our number and just ask about. We're the only app I believe in the world. Uh, well, from the major Ashkafas that actually give information about other Ashkafas. So, you go to a small town and you don't find it on our list. Okay? And now you're not sure, does that mean it's no good? Which I think you're, that's what your question is. The answer is it's not necessarily a problem. I cannot, out of the 1,400 Ashkafas in the world, only put the good ones on my list because we put I just created a blacklist. And I have enough legal problems with the people, or you know, the people that are upset with us that they're not on our list. So what I have to do is put a lot, we have maybe, I don't know, 100, 200, I'm not sure even the number, but leave off some so that I can say, I don't put everybody, and it's not a riot that you're not on the list. And the Mela, if you don't see it on the list, you definitely should call our office to find out what's the story with this missile. 
And even if it's the title that's proper, which is the majority of those that we don't approve, we call them detailed, depends on the product, we have a secret list. <laughs> we have a secret list of within that Ashkocha which products are good. So you may, like there's a, there's a certain community that has four restaurants, two of them we research so we approve, and two of the restaurants we don't. That, that was the, uh, you had a second question, what was it? The European actually lists the products. Oh my God. <laughs> anyone here is from Europe, because I don't want to insult anybody. So, okay. Wiener, you want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> what should I tell you? I can just tell you from one of the, the, the European lists that you're referring to are not Ashkafas like we know. Ashkafa like we know, the Wiener visits the places and give your approval. We, we visit our places. These are what we call a telephone Ashkafa. Hello. I'm calling from this and this place. Can you, uh, can you assure us that you don't have Chazayim running around your back? Okay. Well, it's not that. It's not that. But, you know, do you use this? Do you use that? Do you use this? It's all conversations on the phone with secretary to secretary. And in Europe and in parts of the world, they absolutely need to do this. Because there's nothing to eat there. The anti-Semitism is much higher there, and they don't want to put, even if they are a kosher, or they could be kosher, they're not interested in putting a symbol on it or getting into kosher. Badly in America will bless the Vanishlan and Mamish. They would come running to us for Hashem. We don't need to solicit it. We don't have to. We just sit there and Rosh Hashem, they call us. It's a different world. You can't judge Europeans. They live in a whole different world. They have to feed their people kosher. So they need to do it. The mistake is that Americans think, oh, there's a kosher list. And people go shopping with a list. It's not the same. I'm going to quote what the head. But one of the eight, the large, one of the largest agencies that makes such a list told me, this list is not the from people. End quote. You said it in Yiddish, but please translate. Okay. I got myself in enough trouble. Next question. Uh, the study found the uh, most sold coffee in America is McDonald's. The most drunk coffee in America is Dunkin' Donuts. And the most money made off of coffee is from Starbucks. Um, and the survey also 64% of Americans try to give a cup of coffee. The European number is even higher. Um, the question is for if it's my hand for a year. Hello? Airports, traveling, small towns, 7-Elevens, any small joint corporates in Israel. Coffee is an hour speech. So, we have an hour left to go. 
Coffee itself doesn't need ester. Coffee beans itself doesn't need ester. And um, you know, so you can go anywhere and buy coffee beans. That's probably the problem is obviously it's mostly it's a Cayman child. Um, so I, I actually did significant research. I even wrote a 17-page article on Starbucks. It's mostly from my law firm So I have a lot to say on this. You can find it on our website. And um, we, we update our Starbucks list quite often because there's a lot of change. You should just know one thing. Starbucks has become a restaurant. There's only a certain part of the day that people buy coffee. What are they going to do the rest of the day? So they become a restaurant. And now they're getting into alcohol. Uh, So things have changed in Starbucks. Starbucks has one thing different than most other rest stops or coffee houses, which makes it more complicated. They have something that's called a Hobart, which is basically a dishwasher, sanitizer, different ways you can say it. And therefore, when they took out their tongs of the provolone turkey ham cheese sandwich that was hot from the oven, putting its sazamin in the sanitizer with your, your uh, brew basket, which makes plain coffee, hence your shot. So, I can give you a, a, a table. Our Kabbalah from our place here, when you're a hefster, you have to give your recommendations what's called Shiloh free. Therefore, we do not recommend a plain coffee from Starbucks that is a standalone store. The ones in the airports, though, are kiosks. They don't have this Hobart, and they don't have a lot of these things, so those you put it. Okay? In Starbucks itself, there's something called an Americano. You know why it's called an Americano? I mentioned Europe. In Europe, they do drink a lot of coffee, but you can barely see it. Because, you know, they have what they call an espresso and something on the bottom, like, very concentrated. They make fun of Americans that everything you need is big. So we'll make you an American coffee. We'll take our real coffee. We'll just have, add hot water. That's what they do. That's called an Americano. So when you're drinking your Americano, by the way, they're insulting them. <laughs> but an Americano is made on something called a bar, which is connected to one unit. And therefore, the brew basket doesn't go into... The, um, the whole garden there. I know I'm talking Chinese here on a lot of these words in Starbucks, but bottom line is for Starbucks itself, the Americano is good, regular coffee is not so plush. A row, a wiener, can give you a legitimate hefty white. Shaney's, all types of them. I'm just talking from our Chicago Shiloh Freestyle. Let me tell you, it's a different point. There's also something called a lot of lattes. Those are also very complicated for the dude, but there's something called a kitty latte. A kitty latte is they, they try not to make it so hot. Remember, you don't want it to get over the lettuce. The yacht lettuce we hold is 120 Fahrenheit. So the Yalanoa class it was 116 Fahrenheit. So I was trying to cook them, I think, to see 120 Fahrenheit. I think I was up. Uh, so, 
there's something called a kenyalati. So if you say, listen, I don't want it to lot naked under 118 degrees, that's all there's, You ask a lot of questions. Let me just tell you the best coffee you can get in America, at least, is Dunkin' Donuts. But the Dunkin' Donuts, what? Okay. Oh, change it? The Dunkin'. I'm talking to the guy that has dinner in a lot. Dunkin' Donuts. Right, this side of the room is Dunkin' Donuts, over there is Dunkin'. Um, the point is that they set up their system to be dummy, which means here's the instructions how to clean. Press this button. That's it. There's no coffee. Don't set the temperatures. Don't just press this button, which is great for us, because that button, which cleans the cable, you know they have trays there, is set automatically. Corporate ride, corporate wide under Yatsala. So the best cup of coffee to get in America, halakhically, Shia Creek, would be Dunkin' Donuts. The rest of the stuff is, you know, depends on the airports and airplanes. The airports, I already told you, the kiosks are taco better. Airplanes, I'll tell you, I'm staying at EHC. What happens is almost no airlines have their own kitchen. The law, when it flies into like in Chicago, they use other kids, so they have a lot of But you basically, you, 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 many airlines share one kitchen. And the reason I've seen one particular place I was checking out, this was an airline kitchen for many airlines. They put in the, the, cof the coffee cup, the pot, okay? I saw a piece of shrimp from first class stuck on it. There's three compartments in every uh, dishwasher. There's the first one, the second one, the third one. And in these particular ones, the first one, which was very hot, did not even have soap. They don't have, they don't even have the Nassimus Pampago. Uh, so this coffee pot, which then drips in the hot coffee pot on the plane, is mama's tray. Yeah, again, you can talk to learning, there's Kadeem afterwards, Tom Kaylin so Shaney, what Ralph will tell you might be looking. I can just tell you, again, going back to Rebelsky, the way he did it was, what you could get on an airplane is hot water. The hot water is connected to the plane itself. It's part of the plane. It's like, you know, you, you know what's happening. You just press a button and it comes out, so it's internally heated. And what he would do is he would always take along the, um, the packets, and uh, he'd say, make me a coffee. They would go over and do the hot water, and then he'd be sure about the legal thing. Another eighth is, at least in America, they stopped brewing for us decaf. Very few people want the decaf. I don't know why they weren't flying the plane. For whatever reason, they felt in control. They had radio cap. But they weren't having enough, so they stopped ordering decaf brewers. All they have on the plane is instant. So there you go, you have Mama Shabbat Nation. If you talk about warm coffee with your bagel, whatever it is, the instant is made with a kilo in. Um, that's Megea coffee. Can I just digress for one second? Milk. Milk in America? Milk and sugar. If you don't get cold, they sell on America. You can put them like sugar for sure. Sugar doesn't need that. Other countries? For Europe. Oh. So what we did in the CRC office we, there, there's a, there, the United States government uh, has made 
a they they evaluated they evaluated every single country if they keep their own laws. So they gave a lot of things, you know, money alerts. But it was a game for us to know which one of these so-called countries that got a high rating, those are the ones, and they have a law, you can only use cow's milk, right? So those are the ones that you couldn't use. Other countries that had a very low rating that you know, was even the law, so, so I have that with an bringing that I wasn't expecting that question, but that would be, there's no one to think. Um, I just want to tell you one other thing. There's a whole other industry called potato. This might come as a shock. A lot of the potatoes with national shoppers, there's not a yid in sight. Made in deep in Idaho, and there's no yid in sight. And the Mela, they rely, potatoes need to be visually strong, required, right? So they rely that the end user, which is you, you're going to be finishing off whatever's going to, so they rely that, that that's what makes it visually strong. Where's an Afghanina? I've seen this, that's what I want to, I think it's because I didn't mention. There's these, there's these mashed instant potato, like, uh, you know, those like um, soup type things, tradition soup type things. So it has a hatcher on it. And you want it, you want to see it served to your kid. You're on the airplane, you tell the stewardess, do me a favor, fill this up with hot water. She just made a fish along. Okay? So that, uh, the I thought was important just to share. Okay, so then again, the, the answer is very similar to what Fishman said, that uh, in general, if they're just making coffee, so then it should be fine. And again, check out the mills. And it's the Aksha that you're looking for. If you're looking for Malbisrol. And, and in the airport, yet unfortunately, or even not in the airport, unfortunately many of these stores are open on Shabbos, selling on Shabbos. Mahalacha, Mahalacha, it's still much to buy from them. And as our fishman then said, in his article, when I was learning Gimech uh, Burim Rodea, so of course they brought it in. And we did go through a very piece by piece, it was written very well, so I suggest to look at it if you learn Rodea. But as he said, that we were able to uh, write up a shtick on it there. But of course, now Chatzchil. Chatzchil, stick to those places where you don't have to come onto it. So I'm stuck, and there is room to, to move. Um, what, what? Again, the same, same. Most of these, from what I understand, most of these places, it's, if they're just making coffee with machines, and they're not making sandwiches in that place, and therefore, to go in for a coffee should be fine. Just check them out before They're making sandwiches, they're, they're, using, they're washing things together. 
So again, then you run into the same shadows. Over here, much less. The truth is, over here, you're running into much less shadows, but hopefully, to some extent, it's kosher. So again, depends depends where you are and, and how important the coffee is to you. Is there what to rely on? There's definitely what to rely on. Especially over here where, again, even with the worst of Sherim, there's what to, there's what to say, there's what to rely on. But as the Lachatchila, it would make sense to, uh, to stay with us. Every country's agency has their own standards of different levels of A, B, C, beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Both for bottom can give a list, one for Tisola, one for America, and worldwide of products that definitely don't need a hesher. The basics where I know that I can get started and I don't have to think about Beer used to be simple. 
You know, beer is taking over scotch as far as cheeses, uh, the snob thing. Uh, everyone has their special beer. So it's really complicated. The craft brewery is, I mean, especially in Jersey, I don't know what they have in Jersey. They love sticking live clams and lobster into their beer and cooking it. And that makes it a snob. Um, but that's what's going on. A lot of the beer is made there. So the craft brewery is a problem. Thankfully, there's still Europe. Europe keeps to the, the laws, the four things that the, the name for it, where you have to keep those four. So any beer from Europe or really the rest of the world is okay, but in America you have to make sure it doesn't come from a craft brewery. Next time if you can invite me to speak, I'll tell you about the founding of Budweiser. It's fascinating.
soy milk and all these things. There's a lot of behind the scenes. They lost those fights, but they won the fight about non-dairy, not so called non-dairy creamer, <coughs> despite that it's very dairy, because in Congress they're trying to protect the uh, farmers of America. Yeah, I don't have really more items to add to this, but I just wanted to point out that many times people go with the assumption that bread. Bread is bread is one of the one of those that are on the list that you could just buy whatever you want, and uh, without realizing that there are ingredients that go into bread. It's not just flour and water. There are other there's oils. There's other ingredients that go into it. Where it's being made, things like that that can make it uh, more complicated. So bread does need a, a action until some point. I think in France it was assumed that it's then it's fine. You have uh, raw eggs. I guess you can add to the list, but you have to check that they're kosher. There's simanim that we give them. If the egg is like pointy on one side round on the other side, it's kosher. As opposed to a non-kosher egg, is usually round like a bowl or pointy on both sides. That that you may to add to the list. Um, cut up fruits. And so, so it takes us back to the question, can we assume that the knives that they're using are clean and not used for other things? Which again, by Eckhart's you could assume that, but if you have a choice between the cut-up fruits or knock-up fruits, it might be smart to get the non-cut-up fruits. But if one is stuck in the airport or somewhere else, they could rely on the cut-up fruits, unless you're a Christian disagrees with that. Then they could uh, buy the cut of fruits. That's even at small stores? Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. The main factories are expensive. Um, again, usually you can assume that they're, they're keeping to the laws, which is that the knives have to be clean and they're fine. Those situations maybe it would be a little complicated to buy the non-cut-off, but we can run. Right. So this leads us to the next question. Okay, so this leads us to the next question that here. To stroll, it's not as simple to just walk into a fruit store and just buy fruits or vegetables, or let's say lemon juice that's made from lemons, if they're being made from lemons in there to stroll, that you could just buy without a hechsha that you would rely on as a good hechsher. Because of here, so we have the special mitzvahs of Trumas and Maestris. And the truth is that one has to be aware of this even at a Veritasrael, because there are fruits and vegetables being imported into other countries, into America, from Veritasrael. I don't know exactly what percentage, how much one has to be worried about it, but to be aware that it could come up over there. And therefore, once that is the issue, then if someone does, now, the question that many people ask is, can I go to the shuk and just buy the beautiful fruits and vegetables that are being sold over there? Or do I have to look at each one, what the actual store is, and, and, buy, and buy from those specific places? Or I'm up north, up south, and 
I'm not going to find a hefsheh that I normally rely on. Can I just walk into a food store and buy one else? Like we said, in America you'll be able to do that, or in Europe you'll be able to do that, but have it over here. So the answer is no. Over here you do need to have a good hefsheh. However, taking shumas and maestros all from it could make things much simpler if you just learn the tricks of how to do it. And I don't think it's so complicated, especially if you sign up with the Karen shumas and maestros. Karen Shumas and Maestros was set up and established as under Rabbi Prati and it's under Rabbi Shol Reichenberg, where it's part of a base that they study the halachas of the Mitzvahs of Tulis Ba'aretz and they go out to the different farms and places, really making sure that these halachas are implicated on a high level. The the uh, so one of the one of their functions, one of the things they do is that. Part of taking of Chumash and Maishas includes includes uh, the mechalal, the the Maishasheni onto a coin, or some in some years this was called Maisa Ani, that we have to take off a portion for the Ani, and that can get complicated in how to do it. Having the coin, getting hold of a coin, and keeping the cheshbon on the coin. How many times I let I use the coin before I have to mechalal it onto another coin? And what they did for us, they made it much simpler. You sign up with them, it's around 40 or 60 shekel a year, and then you could just rely on them, that they're taking care of the chila of the Maishasheni, they're giving out the Maishasheni, and that's, they have a system for that without getting to explain how that system works, it's being done. So what's left for me is as follows, which is the so here I got my, I went to the shop, I went to the shop, and I did my shopping, went to the places where this nice, nice stuff, and I bought my pepper, cucumber, apple, red apple, yellow apple, and now I come home. Suggestion, before you unpack the with the vegetables and stop putting them away while they're still all together, gathered together. I take from each type, I take a pepper, I take a cucumber, and I cut off from it a little more than 1%, which is not that big. You add 100 peppers, so you take one pepper. But if you have three peppers or four peppers, it's a small amount. You so take off from each color? Take off from each color? So you're taking off from one pepper for all the peppers. There is a there are those that are machmed to take off from each color pepper, but logically, if one wants to, they can take off from one for all. So they're taking off from one pepper for all the peppers, they're taking off a small piece, you're going to cut off a piece from the cucumber, and cut off a piece from the apple, and again, there are those that are machmed from each type of apple, or if you want, you can take off from one apple for all the apples. So I'm cutting off a piece over here, a small piece. Pepper, and I'm putting it on the side, small piece of apple. A small piece that has to be this the present meant to be this big. And then a small piece of, uh, of cucumber, and putting it on the side. Now, it's all on the side over here. Then there's a nusra. It's a long version nusra. There's a short version of this. So when you're at home, 
standalone version that's not so long, because it'll be better. But the add on road, you can always say the short version, and then there's even a shorter version, which is whatever the Chazmish wrote in his Nusach should be. That's how. And then you take what you separated, wrap it up, and you throw it in the garbage. Now, with one catch, that there's besides the Dean of Trims and Mises, which we just accomplished, and again, if you read through the Nusach, if you read through the Nusach, you'll see how it's working, and it's, you get lost in there. So the parents of Mises is going to send you a booklet in English, Hebrew, and uh, you can read through it where they'll show you diagrams and pictures how to do it. I know of what's happening, but basically you don't need to know what's happening, this is what's happening. And uh, now, the, the one kid, I mean, one, one kid nature over here is also that besides the Dean Trims and Mises, there's also, there's also uh, Arla. Now, Arla means that there's certain fruits that are growing on the tree within the third year that are not to be eaten. Now, in general, you're not gonna find those fruits unless, unless what happened was the farmers, they don't grow the trees from scratch, and they, they, the trees are grown in the nursery and then trans, transported to the fields and then they, they replant them. If anyone has learned the Sefta Arla, you'll realize there are ways how to transport it in ways that it should not have to start over the three years, but many times that's not what's happening, and therefore it could be an issue again with the three years start over and on those fruits. The Karen Mises has a lengthy list of all the different fruits, which each year they put out what the percentage of Arla of this fruit is on the market. We go through it, it's very few fruit that you really have to worry about. The more common fruits in general, you do not need to worry about. Um, so, Arla in general, you do not have to worry about. And also, most of the Afshayim are pretty on top of the Arla situation. A lot of fruits are also being imported from out of the country, uh, uh, imported from out of the country. So, those fruits don't even need trees in Vegetables, there's no din Arla. So, on vegetables, you say Arla could be on fruits, but again, if you want to double check, you can ask. Or call the characters mice, go check their list and see. Um, they also put down very small percentages, so if it's less than 10%, you don't have to worry about it. Now, what happens is many times you're in a field and you went fruit picking, and you want to eat fruit, you want to eat fruit, or you want to take off lunch from some rice from these fruits that you pick. So now we're dealing with tevil. Tevil means Tovlo, that's what it stands for. This is not good. Tovlo means that no trumas and ice will take it off from this. Till now we're discussing fruits and vegetables that you bought in the shuk, or you bought in some store which had a low standard hapshire, and it's only a suffolk. A suffolk, when it's only a suffolk if the trumas and ice was taken off, or there's a good chance that the trumas and ice is taken off, we're just being extra careful to make sure that it was taken off. So then all you need to say is the Nusuk without a bracha. When we out there in the field, picking those fruits, bringing them home, or can I eat them out there in the field before I bring them home? So, so these are fruits which are real tevil, which are also to be eaten before the take of trims and rices. Small fruits like grapes, cherries, small fruits where you can just pick them and put them directly into your mouth, 
while you're under the tree, you can pick one at a time, eat them. On the tree or in the orchard, next to the tree, that, that's what's called Achilles Ara. But once it's gathered and being prepared to be brought into the house, it's brought out of the field, then already um, uh, the Chiyah of Truce of Isis begins, more or less. And on these fruits that you're bringing home from going fruit picking, that's pebble, and on that, besides the Nusr, the rules are there to make, the brachas, there's two brachas that one can make, the Tebel Bada. Like, Ravazi, we answer the questions? So, okay, so Ravazi is going to, uh, before we take questions from the field, we just want to make sure that uh, everybody remembers if you have any conscious questions to email us anti kosher. And thank Washi Farkas for arranging. And he's doing it, and uh, together with the producing, or they're making sure that we're eating kosher or keeping a kosher standard. Um, the questions in regard to truth and righteousness could be forward there. We will be putting out some sort of a magnet or some sort of easy guide, like the Rob just said, all along those lines, for chosen measures to do yourself, DIY, do it yourself, okay? to do it over there. And the number could be reached through ZNT Kosher. And so ask them the number for Karen Trump's measures. Does anyone have any questions? Going to the show, is it the Diana or the Hatila doing this? If you do this, then you can get the if you follow through with this, which is not complicated at all, you sign up to the devices, cut off the small piece, and you listen, and you have to If these are fruits of Arlo, then you cannot eat them, and they're also Asimano. So I said, you'll look at their list. So they go down to like fruits which there may be a 1% chance or a 1.6% chance on some of them. If it's less than 10, then you don't have to worry about it. Strawberry picking, strawberry picking is a fairly common activity here. And there's many orchards that have water there to clean the strawberries on the spot. Would that be mechaev and trumas when you gather a whole bunch together? Yes. You can I'm take one it. strawberry at a time and eat it if you're not worried about the bugs. Then yeah. But gathering all a bunch of other cleaning them, eating them in the fields. It's already, it's already, yeah. What is the food you're in? I don't want to get into the part of the part of, but that's already the beginning of the question. Where's the part nowadays? What? I heard that there's scarcity for that I'm missing on strawberries. In Cyprus, do we have to worry about the uh, produce from Israel? 
<laughs> I was never there to check it out. I know a lot of people that were there. Canned fruits, <laughs> canned fruits and vegetables that were produced outside of Eretz Yisrael and in Eretz Yisrael have a lower standard. So again, that, that's that's exactly what Rabbi Fishman said before. If they're they have a hex, they have a hexer which is a lower tier hexer in Eretz Yisrael, but the product is, is made outside. So again, it works with the same rules, same rules. Again, because we're talking about the lower or higher standard, actually, usually the difference is in the supervision. And if there's a need for supervision in the factory where they're being produced, that they're not being, grape juice not being mixed in, or whatever it may be, meat, then you need supervision. And the supervision, if you need supervision, then you're, 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 you're tweaked. Shabbos on stores, restaurants, um, the zoo, or any of these places, yeah, true. Halafai, they will all be Shem Shabbos. And, and uh, if you were able to change them from being Mechal Shabbos, yeah, that would be Halafai. But unfortunately, that's not changing as buying or not buying. If you're coming with a camp, and it says on a camp, whatever, and we're, we're joining them, we're going in there, that's, that might be a different question, because then you're giving them sort of a scum, like when this famous chassidus or camp is, is coming in. So that's another shot. But as a single person, it's not really yet yeah or no, so. so no, so I'm saying so it's There may be less trust, they may be less trusted on things they need trust. That's for sure. After Frashilas Arai, specifically for small fruits, or yeah. apples, or like. No. The question was in Europe. You're in Europe, how should we deal with it? Can we deal with the list or not? Some of them are really good. And some of them are just mamas wearing the ropes and things they 
one of the heads of the Chabad's over here in, in Seoul, he himself said to me, he said to me, he said that before you go to any of the places, ask them where they're getting their meat from, because that can make a big difference. Where they are and where they're getting their meat from. That's just one of the things. And then he said to me, he says that some of them are, what was his way of saying it? Uh, I forgot the Nusikis, but it was like just, he said some of them are very makbid, very makbid, and when they're makbid, they're very makbid on their Kalvi Yisrael, Bishri Yisrael, and Pas Yisrael, and Ashkita. But he said some of them are just, 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 my uh, like, Rufishman said, you have to, you have to check into each one. Can you buy a fruit shake here in Eretz Yisrael and be mafresh afterwards? Okay, that's, you know, I see you're already a brisket. Right? If you're a brisket, you can't, because it's yaiti. But if you're not a brisket, then you can. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's a suya. At Tolayim, do you have to be worried about the top? If they blend it up well enough, then you don't have to. <laughs> Airplane meals from Europe? With the Europe. Airplane meals from the different cities in Europe, but the... Local share is there a list of which are good? Are they all? We have a, uh, an eternal one of the one of the famous ones of Congress, which or law. Right. Harvard needs to announce some else here, but I'm actually going out there soon. We're looking for the new after. Where is that? Is there, is there an available list for the different airlines? Yeah, if you call her off, it's okay. In other words, you can't do a black. So, um, if, again, if the Hesher doesn't do it, then you have to shut it. If not, then call her off. But we, we do try to track, keep track of which airlines are listening. Call before you get to the airport. Yeah. I always get these WhatsApps. I'm on the exactly. airplane. They're serving to me right now. I'm sure that's 3 a.m. where you are. Without fail, Dana's mom. This is what I do, Dana's mom. I write an email to my, to my uh, staff. These are the restaurants in Rome that are good. We <laughs> a million Rome places. This is the, you know, and we know already when Dana's mom comes when the airline questions and the, uh, before Pesach. Who's going weak? Early before <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, thank you very much. All right.